Hello, and welcome to the second episode of Forever Trevor. My name's Lindy, and I'm the host for the show. During this week's episode, I will be discussing the topic of how to happily live with your significant other. This week's episode will be a little different than last week's because instead of just me being the one who's talking to you all, Trevor will also be giving some of his ideas and thoughts over what we will be discussing. For starters, we're going to be talking about what living together actually means. People think living together is all fun and games until it actually happens and the real world problems set in. The idea behind today's show is to take a look at some of these problems and talk about how one could solve them and work towards a more happy relationship. One of the biggest issues Trevor and I both ran into when we first moved in together was the sacrifices that we had to make. Neither of us had to sacrifice anything huge, but the little things that we did were still hard to adjust to. I would say the biggest sacrifice Trevor and I had to make when we moved in together would be our personal space. If you're someone who likes to be alone, moving in with your partner probably isn't the best idea. There isn't a whole lot of getting away from the person that you're living with, especially if you have a situation like Trevor's and I's where we share a car. Now, I'm not the type of person who needs a whole lot of personal space, and Trevor is. He likes to have his personal space. Even though we've been dating and together all the time since we were in high school, actually moving in together was a huge challenge. I actually have Trevor sitting right here next to me, ready to talk about his personal space issues. Take it away, Trev. As Lindy said earlier in this podcast, personal space is a huge adjustment when first moving in with someone. I pretty much lived with Lindy all throughout high school. The only time I ever was usually at my own house was to sleep. At first, this was a huge sacrifice for me because I liked being able to be by myself. It felt very overwhelming to try to balance a girlfriend, school, friends, family, and me time. As I got older, I learned how to manage it all better and found I actually enjoy all the time I get to spend with Wendy. It's kind of ironic now because before, I felt like I was giving my personal space to be with Wendy, and now I don't really have nor want a whole lot of personal space, at least from her. Just because someone is around doesn't mean you can't get away from them. I have learned how to feel comfortable and alone with Wendy around when I need to be. If you aren't willing to make this sacrifice, you nor your partner will be happy because you will have to be with them no matter what if you're living together. I agree, and I couldn't have said it better myself. The next sacrifice Trevor and I have come across while living together is our needs over our wants. This was huge for us. Wouldn't you say so, Trev? Yes. Before we moved in together, we were both a little careless when it came to our money. Like, for example, I used to buy a lot of new video games, game consoles, clothes, and a lot of like restaurant dates and fast food. We did used to eat out a lot. I used to buy anything and everything if I wanted it. If I had money in my account, I felt the need to spend it. We definitely could have spent our money a little wiser or just saved it because that would have really helped us out with our future. But being young and dumb, you have to learn somehow. That you do. And also, I'd like to add how hard this change actually is. Lindy and I went from getting what we wanted when we wanted to living paycheck to paycheck. This was a sacrifice we both chose when moving in together because we knew we would have to pay the bills first. I completely agree with you, and it really is a bummer, but it's what has to be done to survive. 
If you aren't willing to sacrifice your wants for your needs, then you definitely shouldn't move in with your partner. You have to be willing to give up things that you might want or things that you might want to do to make sure that you two can pull through by the end of the month to pay your bills. Which brings me into our next topic, money. Now, money has been such a big issue for Trevor and I because, like we said earlier, we just never really knew how to budget ourselves. We also haven't had a whole lot of help, and that's just because our families don't really have the money to help us. Now, we do get some help, but in this past year, we've really tried to do things on our own and quit depending so much on my mom, who has helped us out tremendously. Shout out to Chrissy Poo. You the bomb. But in this past year, Trevor and I have so many more expenses than we've ever had before. Bills are our worst enemy. It seems like every time we get caught up or ahead in the slightest bit, we get knocked right back down even lower than we were before pretty quickly. Now, Trevor is a finance major. He's the money guy, so I'll let him take it over from here. What Lindy and I have come to find, the best method of paying the bills is to combine our money and pay them. With the money left over, one of us is not entitled to more of it than the other. The money is shared equally. With this strategy, it became easier to make decisions with our money, like budgeting for food and leisure items. With our money combined, we don't get confused about how much money we have left after all the expenses are paid. Me personally... I struggled with this at first because I made more money than Lindy and I felt that I was entitled to it, not her. I found out that this only caused problems between us. But when we combined our money, I noticed our problems went away. Combining our money did save us from a lot of issues. Now that we've covered everything that we wanted to about money, we're going into our next topic, emotions. If you want to live happily with your significant other, you have to take their emotions into play. The number one way to do this is communication. If you have a mental illness that affects your emotions, you have to let your partner know before moving in with them. This will affect your partner just as much as it does the person that it's happening to, and you can't blindside them with some crazy meltdown that you knew might happen but never told them about. You have to tell your partner exactly what is wrong, how to handle it, and what they need to do to help calm you down because this can be very overwhelming for a person. And if they have no idea that it's coming or that it might happen, you're probably going to scare that person off, honestly. Now, this goes both ways in a relationship. If you're the person on the other end, I would highly recommend that you do your research about your partner's mental illness because they can't help what is happening to them. If you can't or aren't willing to help them, then you should not live with them and maybe you should honestly just break up with them because they're already beating themselves up enough and they don't really need you adding on top of that. Now, I'm not saying you guys can't work together to try to fix this. But if you're beating your partner up about the situation, then that needs to stop because mentally they can't handle it. Coming from someone with personal experience like I have because I have ADD and anxiety, Trevor and I have had to deal with this quite a bit. I'll let Trevor share some information and stories about things that have happened to him that might help you guys out in the future if you have a partner with a mental illness. Lindy's ADD has never bothered me too bad, but I can definitely tell she has it. But personally, trying to understand Lindy's anxiety was the single most difficult thing to overcome in our relationship. It took me six years to finally understand why Lindy has anxiety attacks. 
In recent years, when Lindy was having an anxiety attack, I thought she was just throwing a fit or crying about something. I used to never respond politely. I would say things like, why are you crying? You shouldn't cry over that. I would just feed negative things into her head and it made her anxiety worse. I later found out how to suppress the anxiety by comforting her and being optimistic about the situation. I was a major ass and I wish I could go back into time and change the way I reacted to her in her time of need. People with anxiety continually beat themselves up about certain things. It is very important to calm them down by comforting them. If you don't, their anxiety could spiral out of hand and who knows what could happen to them physically or mentally. I'm really impressed with how far we've both come understanding my mental illnesses. But I've come to notice that Trevor has some of the same symptoms that I do of my mental illnesses and I'm pretty sure he suffers from them just as bad as I do. He's just undiagnosed. Since we're talking about emotions, the next topic I'd like to bring up is letting the little things go. This is something you have to do if you live with your significant other. Wouldn't you say so, Trev? Yes, of course. If you hold on to every little thing that happens between you and your partner, it would be chaos. And non-stop bickering. Take it from us. We get it. Being with a person all the time can make their annoying habits a thousand times more annoying than usual. Not only that, but it can also make your temper a little shorter. In order for you two to be happy, you need to let the little annoying habits slide without getting worked up. Instead of getting frustrated with one another when these habits occur, try to accept the fact that some of those habits can't be changed. Besides, most annoying habits have no real effect on your partner, so there's no reason to get worked up. Just accept them for who they are, and your relationship living together will become stronger. I completely agree. A way I have found to make it easier to let the little things go is by remembering how much I actually love Trevor. I think about what it is that is bothering me, and I determine whether it's actually worth starting an argument over. If it's not, drop it right there. There's no need to fight. Who wants an unwanted argument? If what is bugging you keeps occurring, then bring it up. Address it, and be friendly when you address it. Don't attack your partner. They probably don't know that they're doing what they're doing. But usually, if you just let it go for a while, it'll stop on its own. The final topic that we will be covering in this podcast is commitment. Now, commitment's already super important in every relationship, but when you move in together, you have more commitments than just to each other. But first, I would like to talk about your commitment that you have to each other. For starters, if you plan on moving in with your significant other, you should already be committed to them 100%. You have to be there for your partner and make sure to give your relationship a lot more focus than you would than usual. You have to become that person's person if you aren't already. This isn't something you can usually just run away from. You have to want it, and you have to work for it, and it's hard work. But you aren't only committing to your partner. You have to commit to a job as well. The reason I say that is because if you don't have a job, you don't have money. And if you don't have money, where are you going to live? We have bills for our apartment, car, electricity, Trevor's phone, and school for both of us. If we don't work and stay employed, then we wouldn't have the things that we do. Trevor and I both aren't crazy about our jobs, but... We go anyways because that's what we have to do and that's what has to be done as an adult. We both know that they aren't our careers so that makes it a little easier. Anyways, anything you'd like to add Chuck? I'd like to add that you have to commit to taking care of the place where you reside. I believe that if you can't keep your residence clean it might reflect how your relationship might go when living together. 
No one likes to live in a filthy home, especially me. If your residence is dirty, it could cause serious problems like bugs, bad smell, and eventually lead to health issues. Trying to deal with these issues can cause problems with your partner. No one wants to have to exterminate bugs, spend a lot of money on air fresheners to make your place smell good again, and if these problems do end up leading to health concerns, you shouldn't be living together anyway. Now, I would like to add to that because I just want to point out the fact that there is a difference between being dirty and being messy. The only reason that I want to do this is because I'm defending myself. I'm a very messy person. I leave my clothes everywhere. Whenever I take something off, I leave it right where I drop it. That is a terrible habit of mine. But I am not a dirty person. I do not leave my trash laying around. I do not leave things for bugs to come around and crawl all over. I don't know. I just think that's disgusting. I am messy. I am not dirty. And I do think that there's a huge difference. But... I have been trying to get better about it because I know that it does frustrate Trevor that my stuff is everywhere all the time. Do you have anything else you'd like to add? Yes, I would. Now remember, if you're renting, you make a commitment to the landlord that you will take good care of their property. If not, you could lose the expensive deposit you put down. It could reflect poorly on you and make it harder for you to get another place to rent. That is a very good point, and I've never thought about it like that. So, Trevor, do any other topics come to mind? Anything else you'd like to talk about? No, I believe that wraps it up. Alrighty, then. Thank you for being on this episode. I really do appreciate it, and I love you more than anything in the world. I love you, too, and thank you for having me. It was fun, and good luck on your next podcast. I'd just like to thank all the listeners and keep supporting my girl, Lindy. She's doing great, and take care. Isn't he just a peach? I'm so glad that he actually agreed to be on this show. He isn't usually super comfortable doing these kind of things, but sometimes for me, he'll make an exception. In conclusion of this episode, if you can accept the sacrifices, money issues, emotion, and commitment that comes along with living together and remember some of the helpful tips Trevor and I suggested for you all, then you and your significant other should be able to live together healthy and happy. I'd also like to thank you all for listening. Don't forget to follow our Twitter account. That's for the number E-V-O-R Trevor T-R-E-V-O-R and tune in two weeks from now for the next episode.